to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Let's get started, folks. Uh, we'll do a similar thing that we've done before. So as we get started, and everybody here has a handout right now. If we see some people come in from the back, just let them know there's handouts on the table up here. <clears throat> but let's, uh, let's pray in the spirit for a couple minutes. I'm going to set my timer. And we'll go from there. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ila maso kuri alarabando satra. Dinde le me andala mama satra boseke. Tidi alamama mando satola rubadosa kiti le alabamba mando sakai. Rabba Satili Alamama Sandola Ruma Hosakota Gitilia Salaba Baba Mando Sakota Rabba Sate Idi Alamando Lamaso Kodi Alaramoshiti Silisiata Atanamamaso Ketili Alababando Sokoda Ramoshoto Out of our belly, out of our belly, out of our belly, Madamasa Tori Alaraba Sando. Gandhi Alamasa Kali Asai Tele Alamusakura Ruda Bamoshi Tele Biasandala Mamato Sokuro Diasatele Hatata Koli Atala Mamaso Toro Rushal of Mosiki the Alabasa Tele Abasakatai Masa Handala Mamasakura Rubushoto Sidi Atala Mamasa Ketele Asada Mamasha Tosa Runola Mamosiki di Ula Mamusukuto Rubashuto Sidi Asatana Babashikori Asoto Romosi Tilia Babashate Sikili Alamama Mamandosa Coda Utara Basate Alamandoso Coda Robosa Kiri Aramama Shiri Alamama Sandala Mamaso Coda Rabadosha Kiti Out of our belly, out of our belly, out of our belly, Hallelujah. Moto Ramamoso Kurayala Babasiki, Alabama, Nala Mamanda Soto, Shokoro Rubadisha Kiti, Siri Alamama Saka Teleala Rabadasha, Saka Namashiko Toso Toshitoso, Sukoro Rabamashi Teleala Mama Masali Masiteliata, Labobo Shakuta, Ukuru Rabadosha Kutu Rubasaka. Okay, glory to God. <coughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everybody doing all right tonight? Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. We'll see if we can't mess that up for you, so we'll already go. <laughs> uh, everybody has a hand on that soon. And uh, again, if you see anybody come in a little bit late, let them know the handouts up here. Ben and Latash will give them a good price on them, so <coughs> everything will be all right. <laughs> okay, if you look at your handout, <coughs> first scripture we're going to do is 1 John 5 and 4. 
Uh, <clears throat> and you'll probably notice, I point out, don't know if some of you have been here with me before, but there's great spaces in between the scripture. Anybody know what the intent of that is? There you go, absolutely. The Spirit of God will probably quicken you with something, and it's a place for you to take notes on it. Uh, our session this evening, as you can probably tell a few scriptures to see there, is not necessarily going to be finance teaching, although there will be finance teaching next week. <coughs> and I'll share a little bit about that at the end. But this is one that came to me in preparation ahead of time for this and I says, well, you know what? I think I have to go with this one. And, uh, but you'll see as we go through it. So let's look at the first one here. First <clears throat> John 5, 4, script, uh, paperwork tells us, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Your faith is what's going to determine what happens in your life. Same with my life and everybody in here. <clears throat> it says, for whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So the world system is directly in opposition to God's system, God's kingdom. And so we always have to deal with it. But as we generate our lives, renew our lives, renew our minds, let the word of God speak to us, we can find ourselves being transformed by the renewing of our mind. We'll be changed from this world system. world system is still there. They still do crazy stuff every day. It's getting worse and worse. But God's kingdom is for sure. It's the truth. He's going to take care of us. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, our faith. <clears throat> next verse says who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God and that's a fact also and that's something that you and I can bank on <clears throat> alright we'll move on to the next scripture which will be Ephesians chapter 2 let me get to that one <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2 we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 6 <clears throat> uh, alright we'll just start with this and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. And we were all there one day, for sure. Amen. Wherein, in time past, ye walked according to the course of this world. Anybody in here not walk according to the course of this world before you got born again? Help you out, the answer is no. <clears throat> according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Uh, I want to pick up a couple of these words as we go here. The word prince means first in rank or power. 
first in rank or power. Prince of the power of the air. Uh, okay, that one we don't need anything on. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. I believe we want to look at that one. Oh, disobedience, the word literally means rebellious and in unbelief. I find it helps sometimes to uh, look up what the real definitions of these words actually mean. And the more we go through some, especially the last section we're going to look at, uh, we'll find out more on that. Okay, we'll now go to verse 3. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. Okay, let me look at a few of these words here. The word lust means forbidden desire or lust. A flesh, it refers to it as a, an animal nature, if you will. Carnally minded. And were by nature the children of wrath. How about this word wrath? Passion, punishment, anger, indignation, and vengeance. And we were all familiar with those terms in our life sometime, one or another also. Hopefully, not so much today. Verse 4. But God, that's a good stat. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Thank God for that one is right. But God, who is rich in mercy. <clears throat> That'll probably have a good definition, won't it? The answer is yes. The word is plusiros, and it means wealthy, abounding, and rich. It's sort of interesting. You think we were teaching on finances today. Wealthy, abounding, and rich. And again, you can look, if you have a concordance, whatever, you don't need a concordance nowadays, but I mean, you can look these up and you'll, it, gives you, it gives you understanding to help see the definitions of these things. Uh, God who is rich in mercy. That word mercy means compassion, divine, 
and mercy. Again, that's something you and I should have in our lives so that we're able to share that with other people. <clears throat> because somebody that's just maybe coming to the church for the first time or maybe they know, know a little bit about it or maybe they don't, but we're able to share some things with us. You can share a scripture with them or whatever. And, you know, sometimes we may think, well, I'm, I'm not a preacher or a teacher, but you can share a scripture with them. You can show them a scripture. Maybe even read that. You don't need a whole chapter to them, but read a scripture to them. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a teacher, but the Holy Spirit is an ever-present help in the time of need. He knows what little thing he can get them with. Did you get a hand up, Barbara? You didn't. I got you. He needs one also. Okay. So we're looking at the reference on your page. It's going to be Ephesians 2, 1 through 6. And we just get done looking at verse 4. So now we'll go down to Ephesians 2, 5. <clears throat> For when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. There was a time that all of us were dead in sins. We didn't know God. And for a long time, probably didn't want to know God because we were doing other things. And <clears throat> he knows all that, but he's not out to whip us with a wet noodle. He wants everyone to come to repentance. <clears throat> so thank God that's what he's provided for us. All right, so now let's look at this verse 6, Ephesians 2, 6. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I think there's a few words here we'll look up. <clears throat> now that phrase in Ephesians 2, 6, hath raised up, up raised us up together, here's how another flavor may bring something out. It means to rouse from death. So when he says raised us up together, <clears throat> rouse from death, to, re to revive spiritually, to raise up together with. And so that's who he wants us to see and understand and realize. That is what he's made us in him. And again, we have to appropriate that. You won't gain it all overnight, uh, but most of you have already been here overnight. In other words, many nights, many months, many moons. <clears throat> so, but that's God's word to us. All right. Uh, moving right along. The next one is going to be 2 Corinthians 4.13. 2 Corinthians 4. In verse 13. We're moving along through those through these, uh, 
with the intent being on the very last section at the end where you see it says Mark 5, 25, 34. We're going to be spending more time in seeing more times on that particular one. But these things all fall in line with them ahead of time. Okay, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Uh, I guess I better get the right reference in here. 2 Corinthians 4. 13. On the papers it says, We also believe and therefore speak. speak. It's one thing to believe, that's good. That's a progression. But speak, speak, speak. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. <clears throat> Second Corinthians 4.13 we, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. And I think there's a few words we want to bring out here also. When it says we have the same spirit of faith, <coughs> that word spirit, one we're familiar with, <coughs> it says spirit, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, a term, biblical term is ghost, meaning the Holy Ghost. So life and spirit. And the spirit of faith. <coughs> A definition in this, some of these, again, if you, if you look them up, if you got accordance, you'll look at them. Some of them can get very detailed. So rather than me reading line upon line upon line, giving you every single one, we will go through uh, what a meaning is that will mean something to you. Basically, when it says the spirit of faith, uh, it's saying, it definitely means this, assurance Belief, faith, and fidelity. Assurance, belief, faith, and fidelity. The conviction of the truth of anything respecting man's relationship to God. The conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, provider and bestower of eternal salvation. That's a good one. Uh, that one. Don't need that one. I already got that. Okay. Oh, come on. 
Okay, that word spoken, have I spoken. A verb meaning to talk, to utter words, to say, to speak, to talk, to tell, to utter. You get the message. <clears throat> to talk, to utter words, to preach, to say, to talk, to tell. To use the tongue or the faculty of speech. And that's the same word there. Okay, so we can now go to verse 14 of 2 Corinthians 4.13. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also, <coughs> excuse me, by Jesus and shall present us with you. Let's look at this word knowing here. To know, to be aware, and to consider, to have knowledge is what that particular word means. And the word raised up, <clears throat> to awaken, to arouse from sleep. We had that a minute ago. Shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with you. Let's look at that word present. To present, to prove, to provide. <clears throat> Move on to verse 15. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. How about all things? <clears throat> all things is an interesting word. It means all, any, every, and whole. All, any, every, and hold. That the abundant grace, look at the word abundant. Abundant to increase by extension to superabound. Now again, some of these words and definitions that we're looking at now, even though 
this evening's session is not strictly on Bible and money and, interest and stuff like that. But you can see how these words there. To increase, to superabound, abundant, and to increase. So that's talking about our spiritual man and our spiritual life out of the context of having to do, you know, biblical finances and stuff. <clears throat> but these words, these are the definition of these words. Abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. Let's look at that thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is gratitude and grateful. Giving of thanks. You see the word redound there? <clears throat> Another interesting one. To superabound in quantity or quality. Again, not to be beating a dead horse or whatever, but notice some of these terms that are coming out, even when we're not talking about biblical finances and stuff, but the, but the meanings of the words. To superabound in quantity or quality. To be in excess. <clears throat> to cause to superabound, to excel. Increase. Okay, we're now going to verse... <clears throat> All right, we're all set with that one right now then. All right, we can move down <clears throat> to where it says Psalm 107. In the notes is Psalm 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them. The word of God provides healing. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully not in the sense that everybody here has ever been sick. But if you've ever been sick and had an ailment, this is an absolute promise right here. And that's what you and I have to believe. We have to choose to believe that. It won't come automatically, but if you choose to believe God on it, he's right there. He's an ever-present help in the time of need. He sent his word and healed them. The word of God provides healing. Amen. <clears throat> Notice what we got in bold there. You must say and believe to receive. Well, I don't feel like saying anything right now. No problem. Help yourself. What does it say here? You must say and believe to receive. And you're going to see that a whole lot more than one time through the Bible because he's trying to give us understanding 
in repetition about the kingdom of God and how it works. And so our mouth is a great part of our life. Sometimes our mouth doesn't help our spiritual life. Well, why is that? Because you're letting something, I shouldn't say you, I have let things come out of the mouth that would have been glorifying to God. But thank God, he has forgiveness. If we can confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us. Wipe the slate. Back to square one. All right, so. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. All right, let's take a look at this here. Looking up the word sent right now, see if there's anything. The word sent literally meaning to reach forth, to send away. He sent his word and healed them. Come on. That word heal, you've probably heard it referred to as first the word rapha. It means to mend. Interesting descriptions here. To mend by stitching. Well, sometimes you go to the doctor and have to have an operation. They do some stitching on you when they had to close things back up or whatever. Probably to mend by stitching. To cure. To make whole. That's exactly what he does for us. That's exactly what he will do for everyone that's willing to accept that. And that's that's our part. He has the ability. It's all provided. It's there. It's like it's never going to run out. Well, what do you say? What if we had a great disaster and 5,000 people are drastically hurt? That doesn't tax God's ability one iota. He has it all for us. And that's what, again, our part is to Choose to believe and receive that. Okay. All right, so now we're going to go down to the last one, Mark chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. And so let me get that queued up here for one thing. Mark chapter 5, 25 to 34. Now, I, I do know in, in preparation for this, I don't know if I'll be able to recount them all, but I'll try to go through them uh, as I can. But there's many words in here, and a couple I find very interesting the way that they're laid out, but... You'll see as we go on. Anyhow, on your handout, it says, Mark 5, 25, 34, a woman with an issue of blood. And then the note says what? She said, S-A-I-D. Again, repetition, we're doing that. You may not have an issue of blood. Hope you never do. But if you have any type of sickness, you're going to have to say something. Well, what makes you think I have to do that? 
Well, it's this thing called the Bible. In his words and his instruction to us. Okay. A certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years. Let me go through these quickly if I can here. I don't think. Nope, nothing there. <clears throat> when it's talking about the issue of blood, it means a flux of blood. Obviously, she had something going on in her body. And how long she have it? 12 years. That's a long time, isn't it? 12 years. You and I don't want to be sick for, well, 12 hours would be too much. <laughs> 12, those, 12 days would be a joke, but nobody's laughing. But 12 years. But that's the beginning of the story. The end of it's going to be much, much better. <clears throat> Verse 26. And had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Mm-mm-mm. Look at a couple of these. Uh, nothing stands out on the suffrage, just saying an experience usually painful, so that's not it. And had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had. That didn't sound too good. Suppose she had health insurance back then? I don't think so. To expend it simply means to in incur cost. And she was nothing bettered. Hmm. but rather she grew worse. This is an interesting one. I'll just point it out. <clears throat> Nothing better, but rather grew worse. Instead of having one word definition, there's actually three words here. But we'll probably get to the one we want. So let me just look at it real quick. Don't want that one. Don't want that one. Oh, no, no. Come on. Having operator problems here. I'll get it straightened out. Shut up. Shut the volume off of my phone, but not on this thing. That wasn't too bad.
Okay, give me that one. I want to see if that's one of the words. When it says rather grew worse, it just means aggravated, sore, or worse. Verse 27. When she had heard of Jesus, praise God, that's a good beginning right there. Heard is the word here, to be in the audience of, to be noised abroad, to understand. She heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. <clears throat> the word press. A throng of people a multitude, a number of people in the press. So you can imagine in this whole context, if we could spend more time on it, uh, Jesus was in the midst of all these people. There's tons of people sick. But she wanted to have something out of this. She had a determination. So she came behind the press and touched his garment. That word touch... You and I may think, touch. Well, that would probably be a touch. But the definition of this word is to attach oneself to. Then does that paint a little bit clearer picture? So she just went, well, I wish some of these people get out of the way and I can maybe get something done. No, she's going to attach herself to them. And if you read the whole thing, that's exactly what happened. But that was her desire. She knew the situation she'd been in, how long she'd been in, and she wanted release. And here's Jesus. <clears throat> when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, S-A-I-D-N, we have to say with our mouth. She said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. She said, same thing when it says touch, she attached herself to. And whole. I shall behold what she said. Let's look at that one. It means to save, to deliver, to protect, to heal, preserve, save, make whole. All good news, is it not? Especially for her, she thought so. Okay, verse 29. And straightway, what does straightway mean? Is it like 295, you're going straightway? Could be. It is. <clears throat> Very interesting one. We're going these next two verses. So, I'll give you a hint, and we're going to go through it anyhow. You're in verse 529 right now. Is that correct? Yeah. And in your Bible, does it use the word straightway? 
Okay, don't jump, don't, don't, don't jump ahead. I'm going to give you a license to do a little bit right here. The very next word, yeah, very next worse. <coughs> Strike that. All right. In verse 30, you see the word immediately? Well, the way one, does immediately and straightway have anything to do together? There again, if you had in the concordance, even though those are two different, get out of there. There's two different words in this English Bible, and they give them different numbers, but it's the exact same word in meaning. Okay, move along. Let's not mess things up here. Jesus immediately, how quick's immediately? Directly, at once, soon, forthwith, immediately, straightway. There's no putting anything off. Right now, it's immediately. Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue, how about virtue? Here's the definition of the word virtue. Force, miraculous power, miracle ability, miracle power, strength. He knew himself that virtue had gone on him. He turned him about in the press. Now, this is interesting. At the end of this 30th verse, we're finally going to have some red here. But it's been telling us about this anyhow since from the beginning of verse 30. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself the virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said... He did what again? He said. Well, even Jesus had to say some things. Well, no kidding. That's why you and I have to say some things. Not just in the area of the health, in the area of finances and all these things. Then <clears throat> he said, who touched my clothes? Well, the word touch must have something to do with it. The word touched to attach oneself to, that is to touch. Who touched my clothes? And that would have been his vesture, his garment. And so now the disciples pop up. Jesus said, who touched my clothes? The disciples said, well, we'll straighten him out. Come on now. And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest, sayest thou, who touched me? Yeah. Said, what's the matter with you? Right. You don't understand what's going on? We knew exactly what was going on. It's going to get a little bit better as we go down. <clears throat> and the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and thou sayest, who touched me? Look at that thronging. I think that might have been something. Okay, it's to compress a crowd on all sides, a throng. So they were packed in here. Well, obviously, we know her reason why they wanted to be in there, but there was plenty of other people in there trying to get something also. But this lady is the one who said, and Jesus said something about it also. He looked round about to see. He looked round about to see her that had done this thing. 
I found that very interesting. <clears throat> he looked all around. Hmm. Who's doing something here? But it says, he looked round about to see her. How'd he know it was a her? Well, you and I have ever had revelation knowledge come to us? I think Jesus probably operated that more than anybody we know. And so I, I find it very interesting. He looked around about to see her that had done this thing. Verse 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, she, she's already got it, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. So let's look at that. But the woman fearing, I guess something there. The word fearing, the definition is to frighten, to be alarmed, to be in awe of, to be afraid, exceedingly fear. <clears throat> but the woman fearing and trembling, how about trembling? It basically means the same thing. Knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him. See about falling down. Nothing special there. Whoops. And told him all the truth. Now, verse 34. This happens to be the last reference we got that paper, right? Wow, it's all right. Let's look at it. And he said unto her, Daughter, Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. All of it in red. And again, I don't know how I would actually say it, but this is Old Testament. I mean, this is New Testament here in this part of it, but Jesus has been around for this whole time. But now, this woman got his attention. And it specifically says that. He said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Now let's look at that whole. Uh, to save, deliver, protect, preserve, to do well, to make whole. Thy faith hath made her, thy faith hath made thee whole. Did Jesus make her whole? Yes. Well, what does Jesus, in this verse, last verse we're looking at, 34, he says, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. <clears throat> Another one, interestingly, about different words we've looked up. It means peace. It means prosperity. How in the world does it forget? Well, I mean, if you just get healed like that and you didn't have to go to the doctor, she already spent a bunch of money before not getting any help from him. But now Jesus comes along and does it. Well, I guess you'd call that prosperity. There's no Dr. Bill with that one. <clears throat> Be whole of thy plague. Mm, mm, mm. The word plague. 
What might you think the word plague might mean? Something nasty, disease. All right, very good. Anybody else? Come on, doctors, speak right up. What's that? Okay, you're going to find this to be interesting. <coughs> All right. Behold of thy plague. Let's give you the definition of plague before we go any further. So the idea of contact, well, that sounds all right, a whip. Literally, the Roman flagrum for criminals. A plague, a scourging. Well, that's what's in there. I didn't write this. <laughs> but anyhow, part of the point here is by looking at the definitions of many words, and it doesn't make a difference here in the New Testament, the Greek, and the Old Testament Hebrew, the definitions are going to be there. And it can offer some light, can help you see something a little bit differently or whatever. So I would encourage you uh, to use that, to make use of it. Uh, all right, and I did say... Uh, <clears throat> so even though we had some definitions here that worked in prosperity and different things, that really wasn't part of the lesson, but we could see those words are in there. And so I would mentioned at the beginning that even though this one wasn't uh, directly on Bible finances, next week's one will be. Uh, but like, a, I don't know how much I said at the beginning, but I had, I had this particular portion of Scripture come up to me several times. And so I was pondering it, and I says, man, there's, there's stuff in there. And obviously it was touching me. And I figured, eh, but this isn't finances. And so another day or two goes by, and it says, <clears throat> well, if this one has come up more than once and you've read it a dozen times already, go with it. If that's what you think you should go and go with it. And we always have next week, which we do. So anyhow, next week, you want to know the headline for next week's one? Now, first of all, if you've been paying attention at all, I don't want to give you a jab slap, but hopefully you get the right answer. Uh -oh. So. <clears throat> What's going to be the subject of next week's lesson? All right, AJ. There it is. All right. <coughs> so here, here is uh, my description for next week's finances. <coughs> you ready? If you haven't written anything down, you've got plenty of space in that paper, write it down. Next week, debt Free in 2023. Okay. Well, that's all right, Mama. That sounds all right, don't it? Well, this place might be packed next week. Who knows? But anyhow. <coughs> now, do you believe God can do that? Yes. You've got to be kidding me because he can do it. And guess what? He wants to do it. But he just can't arbitrarily dump it on you. But if we'll begin to say with our mouth, if we'll begin to decree into our life, if we'll begin to yield ourselves to him what he wants, and 
probably, I say probably, they will qualify a little. There's probably nobody in here perfect right now. Now, you make your own choice. <clears throat> but that doesn't stop him. He wants to do these things for us. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. That is a scripture. The wealth. But wealth is more than, you know, $10 in the bank or $1,000 in the bank or $20,000 in the bank. Wealth is W-E-A-L-T-H. That's what he wants for us. And absolutely is what he wants for us. And we cannot begin to bankrupt him. He's never going to run out. Absolutely impossible. Glory to God. <clears throat> Debt free in 2023. So come again next week, folks, and bring your wallets with you. No. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. the kingdom of God and his righteousness.